amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Come inside, the show's about to start. Eli? Eli who? Who is this Eli we speak of? Two Super Bowls? Oh, that doesn't matter anymore. There's a new sheriff in town, and his name is Danny. I mean, really, what could be better than having a guy named Danny as our new quarterback and savior, says every Giant fan ever. Oh, Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling. From glen to glen, and down the mountainside. The summer's gone, and all the roses falling. It's you, it's you must go, and I must bide. So is saying every Giant fan, except they're saying, oh, Danny, Danny boy. The Eli, the Eli is going. So, Seth, first of all, everybody, welcome to the show. Second of all, it's one game, right? I mean, at the end of the day, it's one game, right? It is. And people got to take a little bit of a step back. Um, uh, But it was nice. It's the first time I've been a headline in something that's not the New York, it's not a New York tabloid in, in five years as a Giant fan, um, or something at least positive in, in the last five years. Uh, yeah, welcome to the show, everybody. Um, look, he was fantastic. Uh, without, with, 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 without Saquon Barkley for the second half, down 18 on the road in his first starting game. Um, he was fantastic. And, you know, look, our expert, as a Giants fan, my expectations are not overwhelming. But all I want to see is progression with him and Shepard and Engram and Barkley over the next, over the rest of the year. So we can concentrate on spending money on our defense, which is bloody awful come, uh, come free agency and draft, and draft time. Okay, so two things. First of all, you know when da- – do you have any idea let, – let me see. You watched probably the whole game. So can you pick the spot where I said, yes, I love this guy? Can you pick the one spot? Because there really was one spot where I just said, 
I love this guy. Whether or not he's a a net positive or a net negative going forward, and look, he he looked the part at least for one game, there was definitely one spot where I said, okay, this this is where it looks to me like they may have a guy. Do you know that one spot? I don't, and I did not see the whole game because, unfortunately, I was stuck in Woodbury Commons for a lot of the Sunday afternoon. And watching my phone was not quite the same as watching it on, uh, well, on TV. I did see the, I did okay. see the fourth quarter and, and listen to the radio for a lot of it as well. Um, All right. So my, so my one spot was when he took off, when he ran. Because for all the – look, Eli Manning held himself with great honor. He was a good quarterback. We've, we've talked about this before. He still is a good quarterback. We've talked about this before. He's not a great quarterback, never has been, probably gets overrated because of his two Super Bowls. He actually, he actually if he does not start another game, he is exactly 500. I think he's 116 and 116, or 161 and 160. I mean, he's exactly 500. And you can make the claim, I will not, but some conspiracy theorists can make the claim that Eli is okay being benched because if he lost 10 more games this year and he went 10 games under 500 when the Hall of Fame balloting comes out, it doesn't look so good being 10 games under 500. But anyway, I digress. It's the one thing that you wanted Eli Manning to do in the last 16 years and he never did, which is basically just take off. And it's not that he probably didn't even have the capability to do it. But to see Daniel Jones tuck and run for a touchdown, his first touchdown, made me smile because that's what I believe every Giant fan has been looking for for the last 16 years and what they've never gotten. No real argument from you. We've, look, in certain ways, like listening to him, listening to him talk, you know, he, he sounds like Eli. It's that very unassuming kind of stoic, you know, okay, great. Let's on to the next. On to the next. I can do better. I got to work on everything. Yada yada. Um, but he's built. He's got a nice arm. He can obviously move, and he can take a hit. Now he's got to learn to hold the ball better, and try and avoid some fumbles. But look, that offensive line was not helping him. Nate Soldier looked was awful. Uh, Shaq Barrett ran him around, ran him like a beast on Sunday. But look, there, there, there's reason for cautious optimism uh, from MetLife for the first time in a while on, on the Giants' side. The Jets' side, uh, well, there is always next year. Look, we get our quarterback back. We have a bye week this week, thank God. And we get our quarterback hopefully returning next week. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, as the Giants have proven, as many teams have proven, you cannot win in this league without a quarterback and a good quarterback. And if your name is Luke Falk, you are probably not a good quarterback. And he's not. And so the Jets suffered at the hands of the Patriots, who have given up 10 points in three games defensively. Now, granted, they haven't, they haven't played 
too many great teams, if any great teams. But they do head into Buffalo this week, 3-0, and against the 3-0 and Buffalo Bills, which may be the biggest regular season game in Buffalo. I mean, the Bills haven't been 3-0 and since I believe it was 2006. So it's been 13 years. So maybe the spread, I believe, is only four for for the Patriots. I'm not sure I wouldn't take the Patriots plus four anyway. And Minus what, four. It was interesting. What's that? Minus four. Minus, Minus four, four. Excuse me. Minus four going into Buffalo. But definitely an interest. And then you have the flip side with the Steelers losing and the Eagles losing. And the state of Pennsylvania at one in five, which I don't think anybody would have predicted at the beginning of this season. But before we go on to that, we have to talk a little bit about Saquon Barkley and the injury. So Saquon's out five to eight weeks with a high ankle sprain. Uh, It could be a little bit less. It could be a little bit more. But you certainly are not rushing that guy back in what is – probably, even with Daniel Jones's emergency, a lost season. Let's talk fantasy for a second. You've watched the Giants for the last three games. You've watched them off and on for the last 10 years. Is Wayne Gallman worth a pickup? Or is Saquon Bar- was Saquon Barkley just doing it in spite of the line? Um, Wayne Gallman is not worth a pickup. Uh, he's their short. He's their backup short distance runner. Um, he's yeah. He, he's not really worth a pickup. Um, I'm I'm curious to see if they're going to pick up anyone else. A i.e. like a like a C.J. Anderson, something along those lines. Um, I don't. I think they were supposed to, have to try out some people today. I, I, I don't. I've been swamped. I don't know exactly who they did, but. Um, they, they do need you know, it's too bad they let Perkins go um, I, I replaced Perkins but it's it's pretty it, it's going to be pretty ugly and I would not be you know playing with the Redskins who are 0-3 and literally looking at the end of their season if they lose on Sunday I would not be surprised to see a, to see a down a uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Daniel if Danny Mania is halted after one week. Let's put it that way. So you don't think they're going to beat the Skins next week? Uh, I don't know where the game is. Oh, it's at Giants Stadium. Um, eh, they probably will at Giants Stadium. But um, they're, you know, I mean, the only guy I can think of is pick up is a, is a C.J. Anderson kind of guy, but he isn't, he's pretty out of shape if I remember correctly. So, I'm not holding my breath. Well, and the Redskins are 0-3 after what was an incredibly awful performance last night. I mean, that was... I don't even know how to describe how bad Case Keenum looked and the rest of the Redskins with Adrian Peterson on the bench. And... Look, Bears. Looking very. What's that? Looking very angry. Yeah, well, 
And an angry Adrian Peterson is not necessarily a bad thing, but then you got to play him and see how that anger turns out. So we're, we're three games in, and there aren't – I mean, look, Pittsburgh being 1-2 and two is a surprise. Sorry, Pittsburgh being 0-3 oh is a surprise. Philadelphia being 1-2 and two to me is a surprise. Tampa Bay could have been – I mean, they were a field goal away of being 3-0. and oh if I'm getting my numbers correct. Hold on, I'm going to get up to standing. Sorry, I'm blanking no, they were, for some reason. Two and one. Two and one. Two. Sorry, two and one. Miami's 0-3. The Jets are 0-3. Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, all 0-3. Denver, 0-3. Washington, 0-3. And the Arizona Cardinals, 0-2-1. And, and Seattle, 2-1. And, and Seattle looked bad. I mean, they did not look like a playoff team whatsoever. Atlanta one and two, Carolina one and two, and the NFC North all in the plus column, with Chicago, Minnesota, and Detroit all with two wins. And Detroit and Philadelphia is a great matchup this week. Detroit, no, Philadelphia. Dude, yeah, Detroit. They played last. Oh, they played on man. Sunday. Right. I'm. I'm. Losing it. Philadelphia and Green Bay. Sorry, Philadelphia and Green Bay in Lambeau Field on Thursday night. Philadelphia basically, look, if they lose this game and Dallas wins, they will be, and Dallas is playing New Orleans, they will be three games behind Dallas. That's a lot to make up in your division. This has to be a must win for Philly, right? I mean, they either go two and two or one and three. I, I I don't think it's a must win four games in. I don't buy that. Um, look, Dallas has looked really good, but let's keep it in perspective. They've beaten the Giants. They've beaten who is the other team? The Car I forget the Cardinals, the in the Dolphins? I mean They beat the Redskins and they beat the Redskins, okay. the Giants and the Dolphins. Okay, so a combined record of one and eight. Yep. Um, so which should have I'm been not, zero and nine. If there was a field goal well, kicker worth his salt, it would have been zero and nine. Yep. Okay, could very well have been zero and nine. So let's see. Let's see how they look against New Orleans. There's still two games with Philly. We got plenty of time. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not writing them off quite yet. Okay, so we're at three games in, and I'm not asking you to write off anybody, except I'm asking you who the first coach being fired is. Now, we talked oh, about Jay, this. Uh, that's Jay Gruden. Jay Gruden? I don't think there's any doubt. How many games in? If they lose next week, I think he's out next week. If they win next week, probably week six or week seven. I'll, let me see when wow. they're by. I mean, that team is listless. Well, I, well, and I get it because all the other 0-3 teams have either new coaches or second-year coaches. So Miami, yep. and Miami, Miami and the Jets aren't firing, although Adam Gase is Adam Gase. Pittsburgh's not firing Tomlin. Cincinnati's not firing Zach Taylor. Denver's not firing Vic Faggio. 
then you have Arizona's not firing Cliff Klingsbury. So yeah, so the only one, the only zero and three team that will probably even bring it up would be Jay Gruden. There you go. The Redskins, the Redskins schedule: if they lose to the Giants, they're zero and four. Then they play the Patriots. Then they're at the Dolphins. Zero and five. Then probably at the Dolphins, maybe one and five. And then home against the 49ers, at the Vikings, at the Bills. So you're looking at probably after the Bills. So if if they lose next week, yeah. If they lose next week, I think you got next week. Uh, I don't know if you're going to lose at the Dolphins. Dude, I don't think anyone's going to lose at the Dolphins. Well, the thing is, do you fire the guy after the Patriots game so you give the new guy a new lease on life against the Dolphins? You may. I mean... Because if Gruden Gruden beats the Dolphins, you're not going to fire him after the win, right? Right. No, I think if you get to the Dolphins, then most likely you're going to get to the Bills. And you fire fire him going into the bye. So they'll be two and six. Yeah, because you're t- because you're saying they would have beaten the Giants this weekend. Yeah, they beat the Giants and they beat the Dolphins. The only way I see him keeping his job through the bye is if they beat the Giants, the Dolphins, and the Forty ers and they're three and five going into the bye, and then they come off the bye and they play the Jets. So. Yeah, that might be a good good time for uh, Adam Gase to be fired, too. Um, yeah. Uh, really? Are, are we going there that quickly? He has so many injuries. I, I don't know. Look, you, you can make the case how do you that... Fire him after no, three, how do you fire him at this point? I'm, you have no quarterback. You can't. You can't. You can't yeah. Seth, you can't. That doesn't mean that I'm not utterly disappointed with him. Like, so the comment after this week's game was when, and I'm paraphrasing here, but somebody asked Adam Gaze, do you think the game plan was good enough? And he goes, yes, the game plan was good enough. Just nobody could execute it. Are you kidding? <laughs> way, to throw your, way to throw your whole team under the bus. I mean, come on. Now, to be fair, the Jets have probably been the most injured team in the NFL this year so far. They've lost their, their top wide receiver. They've lost their top quarterback and they've lost their top defensive player already. <laughs> so that's hard. That's hard to get through when you lose all three of those players. But man, I, I, it's like, it's like the Jets can never hire – well, I guess Todd Bowles was a hire. That, I was going to say they can never hire a coach with class, <laughs> ever. Every, Wait, Rex, I did, mean, Rex didn't have class? Right, exactly. So let's go back to Kotite, right? Kotite had no class. I guess Todd Bowles had class, right? Todd Bowles probably had class. But obviously Gase has no class. Rex Ryan had no class. Bruce Coslett had no class. Shall I continue? I mean, it is I don't just... Re- I don't remember that Bruce Coslett didn't have class. I don't remember much about Bruce Coslett. So yeah. Bruce Coslett... Just, Cos- just, 
You, you know why you don't remember Bruce Coslett? Because he was the coach at the same time you guys had Ray Hanley. <laughs> so if you're going to say that the Jets won for one year, it was when you guys had Ray Hanley. Because, yeah, those were the days, right? I mean, we're talking 20 years ago, ladies and gentlemen. If you'd like to call in, 760-283-0846. Just to give you why I'm not conceding Dallas so so quickly. So they play the Saints this week, the Packers next week, then they're at the Jets. Then they have the Eagles at the Giants, the Vikings, the Lions, the Patriots, the Bills, the Bears, the Rams, and the Eagles. That is not an easy schedule. No. But all those teams, the Eagles play too. Right? Same division. You're going to play the same teams. Now, granted, they haven't played the Dolphins yet. They haven't played the Redskins yet. I mean, you can make that claim, right? I mean... They play mostly. Maybe you're they, saying they play mostly the same teams. They don't play. They played the Falcons. They played the Seahawks. Dallas doesn't. Um, there's a few diff- There's a few differences. Yeah, it's the in, it's the in conference differences, not the out of conference ones. So they're going to play the AFC East the same way that they're going to play their intra divisions twice because that's the way the, the divisions work. So they're going to play the Giants, the Redskins, and the Cowboys twice. Then they're going to play the AFC East once. So they'll play the Jets, the Patriots, wow, my blanking, the Dolphins and the Bills. And then the inch interconference, with intraconference, excuse me, within their conference is a little varied. But overall, because that's, dependent on where they finished last year. And the Eagles won the division last year. So they're going to play the first the first place teams while I believe the Cowboys would play the third place teams or second place teams. Second place teams. Probably second. So yeah. So that's how that's how the schedules are run, ladies and gentlemen. That's why you don't know the schedules way out in advance because it all depends on where you are you know the division that they're playing because those rotate around so they will not play the AFC East for another I think it's five years. But which is why when you say Tom Brady has only visited Lambeau twice in his career, it's because of the rotation. So they'll play the Packers once every five years at home and then play the Packers every in Lambeau once every five years. So I think he's only played in Lambeau once or twice. Um, but that's the way this works. So anyway, if you'd like to call in again, 760-283-0846, 760-283-0846. I don't want to make this a completely dominated NFL. I mean, we have 16 weeks of the NFL, and we're only in week three. So we have some baseball going on. Uh, I was at... SunTrust Park the other day watching a, a beautiful uh, game where the Giants beat the beat the Braves, but the Braves are eight and a half up. They're not going down. Houston's already clinched. 
The Yankees have already clinched. Minnesota is four games up on Cleveland. It's nice to see that they have they have continued with 156, so they have six games left, four up. That's going to be pretty hard. And then you got in St. Louis has clinched, and not the division. They have clinched uh, a spot in the playoffs with Milwaukee three and a half behind. The Dodgers have clinched with 100 wins. So going in, so by the end of this week, this weekend is the last weekend of baseball, and we will talk more about the playoffs next Tuesday, which will be a later show due to the Jewish holiday. Happy New Year to all. Uh, that will be a later show. I will be on the left coast uh, with the family, and Seth will be on the east coast with his family. So uh, we'll get to that. Hockey coming up really soon. I believe the first uh, the first game is in the beginning of October. So we'll have our hockey preview, uh, not next week, but the week after. And then we're into the NBA and college basketball. Seth, you're, you're a happy camper. College basketball coming up right around the corner. Yeah, I, I no real response, but yeah, my team should be okay, very so good. The, so why not? Why not be? Why not enjoy? So, of all the players and all the coaches that had a poor weekend this this weekend, can we talk about the brothers Harbaugh? Because no no family had a worse weekend in sports than the Harbaugh's this week. First. <laughs> Jim, Jim gets totally outclassed by Wisconsin. And then John loses to, okay, he lost to the best team in the NFL in Kansas City. But let's talk about Jim. Seth, how perilous is Jim Harbaugh's job at this point? I honestly don't know. Um, Because here's the problem. He would have been, his record, I don't believe, is much better than Brady Hoke's, than Rich Rod's. I mean, the problem you have is you look at what he has done in big games, and it's not working. He hasn't. Be, he has not beaten Ohio State. He is one in nine against top ten teams. The problem is they've completely regressed. Their offense has got, you know, a couple of years ago, they had a shot to go to the playoff and barely missed it. And they have never recovered. And look, they'll play Rutgers this week. They'll win by 40. And, you know, winning covers a, bit, a few flaws. But at the end of the day, you are what you are. You're a team that its last four games lost by 30 to Ohio State, lost by 30 in a bowl game barely beat Army, to say the least, and then got absolutely embarrassed in Madison. Now, Madison is a – Wisconsin is a good team, but kind of feel like, it kind of feels like Notre, Michigan has become that team every year we're waiting for it to build, and it just never – it just isn't. So to back up and, your point, Jim Harbaugh is 40-15 and 15 for a 72.7% winning percentage. Gary Moeller was 44-13 and 13 for 75%. You talked about Lloyd Carr. Lloyd Carr is 75%. But 
Bo Schembechler is 79%. Brady Hoke was 60%, and Rich Rod was 40%. Now, Rich Rod only had three years. Brady Hoke had four, and Harbaugh's in his fifth. So, given that, so if you look at winning percentage, Jim Harbaugh is 11th all time. Now, that includes two, four guys that only did one year. So let's say seventh all time behind Gary Moeller and Lloyd Carr in winning percentage and well ahead of Brady Hoke and Rich Rodriguez. Rich Rodriguez is actually last at 40%. But when you get to bowl games, which is what you were talking about, he's one in three. Now, surprisingly, Bo Schemblackler was 5-12 and 12 in bowl games, which really surprises me. I thought he would have been much better than that. But I don't know if – let me – I hypothesized this earlier today with, with some of the members of the gym that I belong to who are Michigan fans, and they went to Michigan. My hypothesis is – that Michigan is just not getting the athletes that they've had in the past. And the reasoning is players used to go to Michigan to get on TV. Players used to go to all these schools, especially in the Big Ten, to get onto TV because the Big Ten was the Big Ten. Now everybody's on TV. So those guys that used to go there, who were four- and five-star recruits, who were second- and third-string, they don't have the depth anymore. Am I, am I going down the wrong path here? Because I know it's different in Florida, but Florida is not Michigan, right? Florida is a nice place to live. It's not like going to Syracuse or Michigan or Ohio State. And I have a feeling that's why the Big Ten has suffered in, in football. Could very well be. Was there anything else that hit you in college football this weekend? Well, Syracuse won a game, so I was a happy camper. Um, I mean, that 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 was helpful. I I don't I didn't watch too much college as I was busy moving or getting most of my stuff moved, so I don't re- recall any of the bigger games other than Georgia beating. Well, I live in Georgia, so everybody knows that. Georgia beating Notre Dame, which made me very happy because now I don't have to see an undefeated Notre Dame team. Yeah, that's logical. I mean, I don't want, I don't want the, the run of Notre Dame and then say, oh, Notre Dame has a shot at the, at the Bowl Championship Series, whatever you call it, the playoff and then getting wiped out. So Penn State travels to Maryland. Number 12, Penn State travels to Maryland, 8 o'clock Friday night. I smell uh, a very good game here, perhaps an upset. There's no real feel for Penn State yet. And Maryland, I think, is going to come back a little bit embarrassed over the performance they put on against Temple. The game that yours truly predicted. Uh, I think we got a good chance. 
So the big games this week, UVA goes to Notre Dame, number 18 UVA. And again, whoever thought UVA would be in the top 25 in football, let alone in the top 20. USC travels over to Washington, number 21. And USC being 21 with Clay Helton and Lynn Swan retiring, he needs to coach up in order to keep his job, which I'm not sure he will anyway. But with the retirement of him and now the retirement of Dan Guerrero, the AD over at UCLA, we may have two new coaches in the California, in the Los Angeles area because Chip Kelly has done absolutely nothing at UCLA. He does have a big buyout. But this gets back to my Jim Harbaugh question to you, Seth. Who would replace him? Who would, I mean, I was looking at Twitter had a, uh, Twitter had the Vegas odds on who would replace Jim Harbaugh this morning. Uh, I think it was yesterday. And these were the replacements. Hold on. Let me get that back up. Had this morning. Harbaugh. Sorry, guys. I thought I had it. Odds. Okay. The betting odds. Here we go. Uh, Urban. uh, Nope. Those are the. So odds makers are giving it about a 12 to 1 that he is gone, which is interesting. I thought it would be actually more, right? So Harbaugh is sorry, everybody. I had it. There we go. All right. So the odds. Would you like to take a guess at who number one would be? I guess not. Okay. So, number one, did I lose Seth? Nope, I'm here. Seth, you still around? Okay. I'm here. Number one is is Bronco Mendenhall. Number two is David Shaw at plus 300. Number two is David Shaw. Number three is Kyle Whittingham. Where is Kyle Whittingham? Earth to Seth. Yeah, sorry. Where sorry, is Kyle sorry, Whittingham? Where is Kyle Whittingham? He's Yeah. What school does he coach? Utah. He coached the Utah. Okay, so the Utah coach. Okay. Number four is Dino Babers. Here's the one that got me. Number five is number five is Urban Meyer. What are you looking at? The, the new coach for USC? Like what? Do you... No, these are new coach. These are new coaches at Michigan. Oh, okay. This, these are the Las Vegas odds for the coaches at, at Michigan, and then we can get into the Las Vegas odds for the coaches at, at Florida State. So it's Bronco okay. Mendenhall, David Shaw, Kyle Whittingham. Dino Babers, Urban Meyer, Mike Gundy, and Luke Fickle. So two Ohio right. State guys on there. Two Ohio State guys on there. As tempting as a name like Luke Fickle is, I would probably say, I would probably either say a 
Wow, I just lost my train of thought. Damn. Um, I'm sorry. I just completely lost my train of thought. Well, here's the thing. Of all those people, David Shaw, I don't think, goes anywhere near Michigan. If he hasn't jumped to the NFL, he's not going to Michigan. He's got, like, the perfect job in Stanford. He's staying there. Dino Babers would go. He was a Central Michigan guy. He'd absolutely go. It's Syracuse wouldn't pony up the money. I can't imagine Urban Meyer or Luke Fickle being welcomed in in Ann Arbor at all. No, Urban Meyer is, is a ridiculous thought that he would go. He would go to Michigan. Urban Meyer, I think, wants the USC job, which Clay Helton may or may not keep. I'm assuming he will not. Although they had a nice win this week over Utah, and they're down to their third-string quarterback. Um, I don't see it. And then Mike Gundy. I, I agree. Mike Gundy's not going anywhere. <laughs> so now you look at the, way, at, at the Florida State job. So do you think Bronco Mendenhall will go from BYU? Why? Like, it's such a weird move to, to, to Michigan or to Florida State? To Michigan. I guess, but, I mean, are they really that excited about Bronco Mendenhall? Well, I think that's my point, is that there's nobody that would excite the Michigan fans, right? I mean, or the boosters. Like, are you getting any better than a Jim Harbaugh? It's not as if you're – Bronco Mendenhall is not exactly an air raid guy. It's not like they would be changing the offense dramatically. I mean, it wouldn't be the ground and pound that, that Harbaugh does, but it's not like Mendenhall is Mike Leach. See, now that would be an interesting guy in, in Ann Arbor, but he would never be welcome there either. Okay, yeah, so going, Maryland's if- – if Maryland's administration wasn't going to take Michael Leach, I can't imagine Michigan's will. Right. Exactly. So now on to Florida State. Florida State, you have Dino Babers as number one. The leading, leading odds. Mike Gundy, number two. David Clawson, number three. Matt Campbell, number four. Urban Meyer, number five. Josh Heupel, number six. And Scott Frost, number seven. So here's where I go with this. There's no way Frost leaves Nebraska after one year. It's not going to happen. Agreed. There's no, there's no way Urban Meyer is going to Florida State. So let's take that one out. In my opinion, I don't think Gundy goes to Florida State. I don't think he gets him anywhere. So it leaves you with Dino Babers of Syracuse. Dave Clawson, who I believe is at Wake Forest. Yes, he is. Matt Campbell, who's at Iowa State. And Josh Heupel, who's at Central Florida. I can see Heupel making that move. But I can't see any any of the others. The only one I see making that move is Babers. And... Gundy's not going. They're not offering the job to the coach from Wake Forest. Let's be practical. Matt Campbell's a Midwest guy. He's not going to Florida State. 
Josh Heupel has spent one year as a head coach at Central Florida. Last time they hired a one, they hired a guy after one year of being a head coach at a major school. Uh, they looked to fire him a year and three and three games in. I don't see any of these guys. I see them going after one of the big time assistants like Brett Venables from Clemson, or a. Uh, uh, or uh, what do you call it? The guy from uh, crap. Uh, one of our Brad Venables from Colorado. From I would say Bud Foster, but he's retiring. I mean, I I don't see them going after any of these guys. Babers makes the most sense. He's a high flying, like aggressive, you know, loud guy. He'll fit in. You know, he'll bring enthusiasm when he's brought to your school. I mean, Absolutely. the problem you have is you're going to, you know, I actually think that's a better fit for him than Michigan. I can see Michigan. I can see Michigan going more after the, what do you call it? After the Matt Campbell than, than anything else. Like, yep. I, I think this is all silly at this point. It's, it's surprising that there are two names on there that I haven't seen. And, it's not because it, it's surprising to me because maybe like Kirk Ferentz is not on there. Now Kirk Ferentz has stated forever that he will not leave Iowa, right? I mean, he's had offer after offer after offer for Iowa and he hasn't left, but it's nice to see that he's no longer being pursued because people actually no. believe that he's going to stay at Iowa. And then you have Will Munchap, who I believe is at South Carolina and he's not being pursued either, and that to me is surprising because Munchaf's a good coach, a really good coach, and I'm just very surprised that he's not on, on the radar, at least so early. But, look, things change, right? Things absolutely change. But where would – let's assume Jim Harbaugh leaves. Where do you think – does he go back to the NFL? Yes. Simply put, he didn't get, it didn't work for him in, in Michigan. Where do you see him going in college? I don't know. There's no, there's no place else he'd want to go. Yeah. There'll be, you know, four or five coaching jobs available most likely after the year because there always is. And he'll have his choice of two of them. Yep. Or Stephen Ross will make – or Stephen Ross will make a spot in Miami for him, which is what I will I think would happen. I like think fire he would Bo- dump fire Brian Flores. I think he would dump Fla- Brian Flores and Chris Greer without a problem. I think it it, right. it, it would be set up. Guy. Right, Ross is a Michigan guy. It would make perfect sense because now. They have all these draft picks, and Jim Harbaugh comes in. Now, he, he's not going to win his first couple of years, but he can build the team the way he wants to build the team. He can buy the groceries, as, as Bill Parcells once said. Not only, not only make, the, make the dinner, but buy the groceries too. But, that, look, this is all just speculation at this point. Uh, we're only three games into the NFL season and four games into the 
uh, college season. So one never knows. Seth, I have a feeling that both of us are absolutely exhausted today. So I think that this is a good point where we can just wrap it up and we'll pick it up next week with our baseball preview. What do you think? Sounds like a plan. All right. All, All right. right. I'm absolutely yep. with Ladies and gentlemen, okay. for Seth Kamen, this is Sean Palmer, BatSportsPage.com. Sorry we're cutting it a little bit short. I'm under the weather. Seth's under the weather. This is just the best for all that's concerned. We'll see you next week. We'll post what time. A very happy new year to those that are celebrating. And uh, I'll be on the West Coast. So talk to you guys soon. Have a great night, everybody. Bye. You got to walk away for a while or forever? For good. I'm, I'm... I mean, everyone keeps trying to tell me, don't say it forever. But I've been 37 years.
Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.